0: He's having a son. The shower was hosted by several housewives at the Palm in Beverly Hills.
1: Oh, yes.
0: The theme of the baby shower was a star is born and John Mayer was there, he and Andy are friends. Okay.
2: I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me.
0: Is the world class? Yes. Yes.
2: I'll call it Deja the View.
0: I I never thought about it, Whoopi.
2: Well, hello everyone and welcome to Andy Cohen's Baby Shower, the podcast. (laughs) We're both feeling a little under the weather today as we did yet another karaoke performance last night.
1: It's crazy to think that at the same time that I was singing Shallow, with our intern, Sean, Lady Gaga, and Bradley Cooper were singing Shallow yeah. in Las Vegas. It is crazy. Almost the ex- probably the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> the moon has so much power this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So we had a big night and we both like, we're both very dehydrated. <laughs> and we're... <laughs> to,
1: to quote Lisa Rinna's tweet today when she woke up i need a cheeseburger and a chocolate peanut butter xanax smoothie
2: yeah if anyone has seen the video of lisa Rinna dancing on the table at uh andy cohen's baby shower it, it was very that last night but for hours and hours and hours <laughs> we've been trying to record this podcast all day but we had to wait until the sun went down because it was simply too bright and- And it was hurting our eyes.
1: I had to fill a very um, specific nugget quota (laughs) before I was able to be seen or see anyone.
2: I had to bring chicken nuggets just to be allowed entry into Marie's apartment. (laughs) But we're here and we've (laughs) got lots to talk about.
1: What a couple of weeks the view ladies have had yeah i'll just say that
2: yep um sherry shepherd for one has um has been has become a swimsuit model (laughs) as we know um she went keto and she lost i think she's lost like 25 pounds i
1: thought it was more
2: it could be. I but thought
1: it was like I thought I swear I thought it was 50, but I might just be making that up.
2: Well, I think I know why you might think that. And mm-hmm. so she went keto. Um she's lost all this weight as we know as we talk about it all the time on this podcast. And I realized that like 10 years ago, she had the exact same journey. <laughs> she posted a 10-year challenge as like everyone was doing yeah with, here's like a photo of me like looking bigger and here i am now in a bikini i like realized that this is something she's done before and was like featured on the view she did a there was like a season of the view in 2009 i guess so, where yeah
1: so 10 exactly 10 years yeah
2: where she was like at the end of the season i am going to come on the stage in a bikini And there was like an entire episode where they had like a montage of like Sherry working out and like eating cookies. Uh And then she walked out in a bikini on the view stage to thunderous applause.
0: By the end of this season, I am going to get into a bathing suit live on The View.
2: That was 10 years ago, but she's just like not acknowledging that because obviously she like gained the weight back. And then there was, like, another time in 2014 where she lost 40 pounds Whoa. and wrote a book about being diabetic.
1: This is, like, a full Oprah journey.
2: It's, like, I never realized that she is, like, more Kirstie Alley than Kirstie Alley is. Yeah. Like, her story has been weight loss, but we just forget every time. Um, oh,
1: we've we've heard this story before. Yeah.
2: Um, so she posted, like, a ton of videos on Instagram of her, like, hanging out with Ashley Graham because... Oh, she yeah. became a model for Swimsuits for All.
1: And isn't that owned by, isn't that, is it owned or is it just like endorsed by Ashley Graham?
2: I don't think it's owned by her, but it's, she's like all over the Instagram. Yeah. She has like yeah. a line with them maybe.
1: I followed Swimsuits for All on Instagram for several years because I was kidding myself thinking I was ever going to buy a swimsuit or go anywhere where I would need a swimsuit. And I had to unfollow them like six months ago because I was like, what am I doing? And if I ever need a swimsuit, I'll do like what everyone else does, I assume, and just go to Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, So the Daily Mail covered this momentous occasion beautifully um it says she looked like a picture of body confidence as she frolicked on the beach with ashley and a group of models for her first look she was dressed in a black swimsuit and her hair was styled in a playful side ponytail (laughs) she tapped on a tambourine as the group danced around in the sand
1: this it's like the more that you describe it the more it kind of sounds like a call.
2: In an earlier message to her fans, she revealed she was so excited, but scared and nervous about the shoot with ashley thirty one I've been working hard prep preparing my body, I've been eating healthy. She told her fans on Instagram, admitting that posing in a bikini is completely out of my comfort zone. Well, I've <laughs> seen you do it before, <laughs> but then this is where it's like a weird section of the article where they're like, however, her trip wasn't all smooth sailing. She missed a connecting flight out of Puerto Rico on Sunday but eventually put her fears of flying aside to board a small charter plane. What? <laughs> like, it's, like they,
1: it's like they somehow got that scoop from like an airline employee. Exactly. And they were like, I guess we'll use it. But, like, it doesn't really have anything to do with the story. <laughs> They're like,
2: we need to meet our word quota. <laughs> Ahead of the shoot on Monday, she also revealed that she'd forgotten to shave her legs. Oh my God. But squeezed in a quick grooming session before jetting off.
1: A grooming session?
2: <laughs> like, she had Ashley Graham yeah. shave her <laughs> leg. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We're happy for her. Yeah. She's doing it yet again. In other news, I saw a very disturbing video from an audience member of The View, uh-huh. uh, which I haven't showed you yet.
0: Oh, my God. are you said when- when president trump was elected why haven't you
3: moved out of
1: the united
2: states so a disgusting little oh troll my god was in the view audience recently and Evan
1: just showed me the video and that's why i'm shocked
2: <laughs> he attacked whoopi from the audience and accused her or he was screaming at her saying you said you would move to the or move out of the states if trump got elected why haven't you moved out and you can just see whoopi like saying like are we on are yeah. we on like trying to figure out what's going on and then apparently he was like removed from the audience yeah it's so disturbing to see someone like attack. it's
1: such a weird thing but it's also really weird that like that's what he was saying. <laughs> like if you're going through the trouble of making an ass out of yourself and screaming something from the audience of the view like at least try to make a point
2: point. <laughs> mm-hmm. and also it's just it's interesting because Whoopi wasn't ever. This is like a commonly, uh, referred to thing on like conservative Twitter. Yeah. Whoopi actually like never really said she was gonna leave the I don't think that States. she said that. No, I'm pretty sure what happened is Raven definitely said, "I'm moving to Canada." Right. Um, and then Whoopi said like kind of agreeing like yeah it might be time to move yeah said something like that but it was like raven making the statement
1: yeah and i think that people get confused about, about who said who said that because there was like a whole time period where um uh chelsea handler was also saying that she would but then she was like i decided i won't because like good people have to stay here that type of thing so there were like a bunch of different Mm -hmm. public figures saying that for a while and i think that people just like made up the fact that whoopi said that in their minds
2: whoopi also like has addressed it and said like on the view like i'm not moving yeah i didn't like that's not really who said that okay so not only was it actually raven that made this statement yeah she even like made an entire like video field piece in canada poking fun at the fact that she said she was going to move there and they aired it during the views like primetime election I, special like
1: i forgot about that and now that you're saying that i think you've made me watch this before
2: it's so bad and also it's hilarious because they aired it on the election special and it was after raven had already quit the view
1: We're like we have this piece it's five minutes like we need to still use it we
2: spent all this time in canada and yeah. we need to still use it She like plays hockey um, and then she like does this. There's this entire section where she's like, tiny houses are really like on trend in Canada. People there love them. So I'm going to go check out some tiny houses. Oh,
1: my God. And I'm seeing now that the video was posted by Tiny House Canada. (laughs) This was clearly like a brand thing. Like, a brand partnership with Tiny House Canada. That's why they still had to air the video. Is because they probably got paid
0: by Tiny House Canada.
2: And also, like, what is Tiny House Canada? I don't know anyone in Canada who's obsessed with tiny houses.
0: (laughs) The tiny house trend is so huge in Canada, I'm dying to get in on it. I love a tiny house!
1: I also just want to add the more that we watched this the more tiny content I'm seeing but like the clues <laughs> were all there the name of the video was can an american celebrity survive or can an american celebrity go tiny in canada <laughs> It v- was like it's like they they clearly they got this brand like sponsorship with tiny houses Canada and they were like we have to find a way to incorporate this into yeah. something. <laughs> they're like
2: who can we get to well raven's the only one willing to go
1: (laughs) she's the only one willing to go tiny
2: (laughs) and then the video just ends with her inside the tiny house and then it's it's like a they pretend that like a disney exec has called her and said we're gonna give you a spin-off of uh that's That's a raven
0: hello yeah this is she yeah i can i I can get on a plane where do you california to shoot She's gonna have visions, right? I get to play Raven Baxter again. Okay, just, just let me, let me check my, my let me. Che- okay. Oh hey, my goodness! They want me to come back home right now to shoot. Okay, you know what? I can do this. I can do this because Canada is just a, a quick flyer drive. I'm coming home. I'm coming back to America.
2: And it's all a big joke, it's, and
1: and it's all just an advertisement for Tiny House Canada, a company <laughs> I didn't know existed like three minutes ago.
2: Yeah. So. We are debunking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so if if that that asshole who interrupted the view, if he would have taken two seconds to to do a Google search, he would have found the video. Can an American celebrity go tiny in Canada? And would have seen that it's not Whoopi, and Whoopi will not. Go tiny in Canada.
2: Yeah. And I'm sick of these people accusing Whoopi of saying she was going to leave the U.S. and taking it so seriously. Yeah. So that's kind of all my view updates for things that have been happening in the news lately. Um, But there have been a few really big standout moments from The View in the last couple weeks. Some of them affecting us that I want (laughs) to kind of recap and get into a bit. One of them being, well, I'll just say four words, I'm John McCain's daughter.
1: And I'll say three words, the masked singer. (laughs) And you might wonder how these two things relate, other than both of us being obsessed.
2: (laughs) Allow us to break it down for you. My brain hurts so much (laughs) from singing my guts out last night that it's so hard to explain what was going on in this topic. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do my best but so (laughs) on the view they were talking about uh, this Republican representative named Steve King
1: Congressman Steve King said that he didn't think words like white supremacist should be offensive he didn't get why those words are are like why that is a bad thing people were like are you dumb (laughs) yeah and then the Times I think went and like looked back at all of the racist things he's he's said back to like two thousand and two. And they were kind of just like, How has it taken this long for people to be like to like check him?
2: Yeah. And I think like the conversation like went to a hundred when Sonny started talking about how Republicans should like step up to the plate and like remove him. Yeah. And um also started talking about the wall
1: yeah the conversation started being more about republicans in general and how there are certain republicans who are like being ousted for being racist but then donald trump does some things that could be perceived as racist and they were kind of debating
2: sunny was saying that the wall is a dog whistle whistle for racist yes
0: but will republicans now step up to the plate with donald trump because he has been using i think the border wall as sort of this dog whistle for racism the government is still shut down and i think it's all about let's not let all these brown people in
1: yeah so megan doesn't like making these broad sweeping statements like that um equate being a trump supporter or being a republican make you a racist
2: yeah because abby said um if if people who support the wall are racist, does that mean you think that forty-two percent of the country is racist? The all you really need to know is that some point Megan hits her hand on the table while Joy is speaking and says, I am John McCain's daughter.
0: Well, well, you did just call 42 percent of the country. There was an implication that they could be racist, which is something that obviously, when you're talking about Republicans in general, that is obviously something that's going to make Abby check, and I uncomfortable. All I'm saying is check the platform, not mm-hmm. the person. I am John McCain's daughter. Policy. I am not someone who sits here and is okay with racism. And in I any am way Gino Altura's daughter. He's a racist. I'm just saying. I, I think and and I Goldberg. And we'll be right back.
2: And I think the implication is that like. How could you say that like I'm supporting racism or yeah. or whatever, given that I'm John McCain's daughter, who like like I guess implying that like he wasn't racist, so yeah. how could i I obviously wasn't I'm not racist either uh-huh. I think is I think is like i that point. Is,
1: that's definitely like what she is saying because I guess the connection is obvious to her. Yeah, but it wasn't really obvious to anyone else.
2: So this becomes a meme on the internet of everyone saying, "I'm John McCain's daughter," Mm -hmm. Um, and
1: it became a meme. uh, Like, okay, sometimes Megan really loves memes. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes she doesn't. As one could predict, she doesn't love any type of meme or anything that like has to do with her dad.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that like that was really hard for her. Yeah,
1: I totally get. and there's never any ill will intended.
2: But I was watching The Masked Singer. <laughs> and <laughs> as we said on the last episode, a lot of people have been theorizing that the Raven is actually Megan.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny because she's also in on it and tweets being like, I'm not the Raven.
2: Yeah. So I took a picture of <laughs> the Raven and I wrote, I'm John McCain's daughter to like get in on the meme. And I tweeted it. And because Megan follows us now, she saw it. <laughs> and the next morning, I woke up to a tweet that said, No, bitch. I hear it's Ricky Lake.
1: It was like 7 08 in the morning. <laughs> I get a text immediately from Kevin that just says, No, bitch.
2: So I was like losing my mind, obviously. Like Megan was, so- it was not- engaging and also but, calling us bitch yeah
1: but you know what it's like if all she said was no bitch i would have panicked i would have told you to take the twitter down take the podcast down we've never recorded an episode in our lives yeah but because she said no bitch i'm told it's ricky like like that made it seem like she wasn't personally mad like maybe she like understood what we were doing she
2: gets the joke but yeah. she doesn't like it but she gets it yes and anyways, the replies are actually like where it's at because so many people replied to this tweet like conservative yeah. Twitter did not get the joke. That's what's funny. Megan got the joke even though it was at her expense, our own expense. Conservative Twitter did not know that we were kidding. No. Um, people being like, where's the joke? Not funny. Other people being like, not nice. No way. This is sick <laughs> to us and then someone said it's funny women say they want respect but no one is worse on women harsher to women more mean and cruel to women than other women but yet women want respect
1: my favorite replies were all the ones that assumed for like for some reason based on literally nothing they assumed that the twitter like the days of the view twitter was a woman yeah. when i i will admit right here and now i think i've composed like two tweets
2: <laughs> yeah we have a social media intern who i would say does like of the tweets, 20% are me, maybe. And then once in a while. 19%
1: is Kevin, 1% is me.
2: And once in a while, Marie has a glass of red wine and (laughs) says, I think I have a tweet.
1: Once in a while, I have a half a sip of a glass of red wine. I text Kevin to send me the password. (laughs) I log on on my laptop and I tweet. (laughs)
2: Someone said, this is just uncalled for nastiness. If you dislike Megan McCain, don't watch the show and don't bring her late father into it. Well, guess uh, what, <laughs> Mimi? <laughs> I do watch the show and I do love Megan McCain. So. Yeah,
1: that's a weird um, stance for her to take if you don't watch the show. Like, the podcast is about the view. Because I'm obsessed with I also, with <laughs> When McCain. I was reading the replies, it started to make me feel bad. But then I... Because, like, they were like, why would you pick on her so mean? Then I had to like remind myself, like, we weren't paying on her. We like her. Like, yeah. we like the whole masked singer thing. Anyway.
2: <laughs> so that was like a thing that happened to us.
1: And then, well, then you replied being like,
2: oh, drag us, queen. Yeah. See you at karaoke. Which I
1: thought was like the perfect response. But
2: sadly, she didn't show up last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she did like the tweet.
2: She did like so the tweet. So I think tweet. we're
1: like, I think we're I think good. We're good. Yeah,
2: I mean, I always think like if Megan were ever listening to this podcast that she would just want to strangle us, but like genuinely do like... be
1: okay with it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so one of the other big moments that happened in the past couple weeks on The View is this interview that happened with the Women's March leaders, Mm -hmm. Tamika Mallory and Bob Bland. Um, They came on The View to talk about the upcoming Women's March. And if you don't already know what the controversy is... Um, Tamika has been known for associating with Louis Farrakhan who is like a very anti-Semitic person um, and she posted an Instagram picture with him and referred to him as the goat greatest of all time
1: mm-hmm. so- and that was like a while ago because I remember like um, it was like soon after the first women's march which was only like two years ago I think Is when this started to come out I kind of forgot about it I feel like a lot of people forgot about it So to me it was interesting That this was like the main thing That they were talking about on The View
2: Well just cause like the 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 next women's march was like Coming up I guess And And I
1: guess it had never really been resolved
2: Yeah so Sunny like starts interviewing her And Asking her to explain that And she kind of explains herself by saying like I don't I don't agree with his anti-semitic remarks but he like has done good things as well and like Mm -hmm. that's
1: it was just like the thing that really made her look bad (laughs) was when Sonny read like was it Sonny or Megan read a specific quote of his words being like the lesbians of of Judaism will burn in hell. And it was like it was really
0: bad. Yeah.
1: And that was like what it was like, oh, okay. Like so, um, shit's bad.
2: And then they're kind of being like, so do you sign off on that? Like yeah. given that you and said so he was Bob, the greatest of all. Time. The other
1: woman she is has no association, I think, with the with Lewis. No. Um and so and she was like, We absolutely condemn what he said and then when they ask Tamika about it she kind of keeps repeating the same line being like I don't agree with him on everything and then Megan's being like
2: she can't get a lot of words out yeah. because Megan just kind of goes on a rant
0: I didn't call him the greatest of all time because of his rhetoric I called him the greatest of all time because of what he's done in black communities and I think that you know well, I think I, let that... me just interject really quickly I would never be comfortable supporting someone who called I'm not anti-semite and I'm anti-termite it's the wicked Jews the false Jews that are promoting lesbianism homosexuality I actually spoke with the journalists from tablet magazine who released an investigation report on your organization and in part they allege that there is a lot of anti-semitism surrounding this March specifically the report alleged that you Tamika and co-founder Carmen Perez asserted that quote Jewish people had a history of exploiting black people and were proven to be leaders of the the American slave trade. Now a lot of people, by a lot of people I include me in this think that you're using your organization as anti-Semitism, masked in activism, and that you're using identity politics to shield yourself from critiques. You're talking about all women being invited to that march. I'm pro-life. We were not invited. We were were not allowed at that march right there. I'm a conservative woman. I also represent, if you're talking about women, you should be talking about all women, including Jewish women as well and conservative women.
1: What is frustrating to watch is like, Megan wants her to use specific words and Tamika won't use those specific words. They're both being like a little stubborn yeah, and it's that's what makes it really difficult to watch. Because, because Megan says,
2: "Like, you do you condemn it?" And she says, "I don't agree with it." And then she says, "But you won't condemn
0: it." Th- these remarks are. Yeah. I mean, it goes on death to Israel over yeah, and over so again. We did not make those remarks. We did not make them. You can't. But put you're associating me. with a man and who so does I, what publicly. I will, what I will say to you is that I don't agree with many of Minister Farrakhan's statements, specifically that's, about that's, Jewish people. As I said, I don't agree with many of Minister Farrakhan's statements. Do you uh, you condemn them. I don't agree with these statements. At the end of the day- You won't condemn it. No, no, no. To be very clear, it's not my language. It's not the way that I speak. It is not how I organize. And I think it is very clear over the 20 years of my own personal activism, my own personal track record, who I am, and that I should never be judged through the lens of a man. That is actually not what this women's (laughs) movement is supposed to be about.
1: It was just like really frustrating to watch, and even when this first came out, I was like, "That's kind of fucked." Like, it would be different because she said, Tamika said that she um, posed for a picture with him because she attended one of his talks, and he's done a lot for like the Black community, and that's why she's a fan of his, even though she doesn't agree with those those aspects of what he said. I that I respect that. That's I feel okay, like they, you know. Yeah. But to post the pic and be like the goat that looked really bad Yeah, like, like that's that looked where, really fucked
2: that's the thing is like she tamika is like a really brilliant speaker and um she like makes really good points so like initially you're, you're like well megan's right like she's being very aggressive and like weird like like um she's not really conducting an interview very well but she's right um and then you hear like tamika's responses and you're like well she's right too like
1: but it is really fucked to want to like hear the things he's said and then for her to not be like no i condemn those statements right
2: given the position that she's in why wouldn't you just say i condemn that's why
1: i'm like why is she being so stubborn
2: she should she should just take one for the team and (laughs) and just say like i condemn it Yeah. but like this was very revealing that she clearly is like a little uncomfortable but Um, I then went on to, like, watch other interviews with Tamika, like, explaining – talking about her experience on The View. And she kind of um, was saying, like, she doesn't want um, to be forced by this – like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want you to put words in her mouth. Like, she'll speak for herself. Like, she doesn't have to say it it word for word how you want to say it.
1: I respect that. But that is also a really easy thing to – like, it's really easy to be like, I didn't say it because – I don't want someone putting words in my mouth and telling me what to say. Yeah. That is an easy cop out <laughs> if you're trying to easily explain away why you wouldn't be like I condemn him saying that the lesbians of Judaism yeah. will burn in hell. Like why wouldn't you just say like that's fucked? Yeah. It just seems a little spicy to me. <laughs> it's
2: it's fucked like but like yeah, like I'm saying
1: just but, to like, be clear I'm like I'm not an expert, <laughs> but like it's really hard To be like, I support this person 100% when they are, like, supporting someone who says really fucked up shit. She,
2: she, like, is a really compelling speaker. Like, she'll (laughs) trick you.
1: (laughs) She just has a totally different perspective, clearly.
2: Yeah, but I will say, like, there's, like, an argument to be made that, like, you'd think that Megan could kind of understand where she's coming from more than anyone, given that she, a lot of people say trump supporters are racist and megan is always saying like let's not make broad strokes and we can't say that all trump supporters are racist or complicit with racism just Mm -hmm. because they support trump well that's kind of the same argument that tamika is making where she's saying um it doesn't just because i support this man because of what he's done for the black community doesn't mean that I'm anti-Semitic just because I support him. So I don't know. I
1: I think it was, it was like really surprising also that she was like, so like Megan was, um, picking this to like, hold on to. Like I was really surprised. (laughs) It kind of came out of nowhere. because
2: She already has issues with the women's March because she's pro-life. And yeah,
1: like I don't want to undermine Megan's, uh, Like argument and I don't want to assume this was why but you could kind of feel like (laughs) like maybe she was trying to find something like some big flaw that we could all unite against this person yeah to you know what I mean yeah like it kind of I don't want to assume this that this is what happened but if she has a problem with the women's march and she's like, oh, I just uncovered this really big problem that we can all agree is yeah. like shitty about it, that's kind of what she was like sticking with.
2: Yeah. This is like really hurting my head right now. It hurts. But it made for really good TV. And I yeah. f- felt like we had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, big thing that made for really good TV <laughs> was all about this interview that whoopi and the panel did with mayor the mayor of new york city <laughs>
1: thank god it's we're onto something lighter <laughs> and i can breathe
2: yeah so the mayor came on um mostly to talk i guess about um health because he like wants healthcare for all yeah <laughs> crazy concept um and he, they, let, they talked about that for a while and they kind of really let him explain himself and speak, which it I was, was kind of like,
1: surprised. be sat back and was like, okay, I'll let you guys <laughs> have your fun. I'll entertain the notion of talking about <laughs> something else. Yeah. But here's the real reason why you're here.
0: So I like all of that. That all sounds good. You know what's really pissing me off? What? Uh-oh. I've never heard you pissed off before.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you actually haven't. <laughs> You've built 83 miles of protected bike lane.
2: You put in bike lanes all over New York City, and now the traffic is so bad that you can't go anywhere. You can't turn (laughs) left. You can't go straight. If there was an emergency, they can't get through. If you had a heart attack on this side of the city, you can't get to that side of the city. And I drive from New Jersey every day, and you can't move. Yeah,
1: it's like, it's to me... And my own personal experiences with (laughs) rich people and drivers in Toronto is, like, it feels like a problem that, like, it seems like exactly to have a problem a celebrity who gets to get driven around a lot and is always in their car and has never had to take or hasn't had to take public transit in, like, at least two decades
2: well and it's also like hard to say because we don't live in new york city and this is a show that's broadcast internationally yeah so we're all just watching was, Whoopi talk about new york city we were problems. like is
1: this a real big problem like is know. she breaking news being like this is a huge problem and that no one's talking about or is it like in toronto when people complain about the bike lanes and it's kind of just like okay but but generally most people <laughs> like them yeah
2: and then it turned into this, like, saga. Like, so they went back and forth about it. It was, like, really fun to watch, even though I had no idea, like, who was right and wrong. Um, or <laughs> then, like, it, they end up talking about it for, like, three days in a row on The View because... Um, Wh- whoopies comments sparked such controversy that people came to the view and started protesting
1: yeah she was on the front page of the New York Post Yeah, and the headline was it was like de Blasio gets a can of whoop ass <laughs> <laughs> it was like making news and that's why I was like wait is it actually a big thing like are people
2: happy that she said yeah this? Yeah, yeah like are
1: people just like fuming over these bike lanes she was
2: the mazel of the day on watch what happens live yeah so Um, i was
1: like is it actually a big deal and then we need to get to the bottom of
2: so people were protesting they said we need whoopi goldberg to use her opportunity on the view to invite us in so rather than talking about something with the relevant oh so rather than talking about something without the relevant information we can use uh, the knowledge of years and years of looking at New York city streets and understanding what makes the difference.
1: Yeah. And that was um, from, the from
2: families for safe street,
1: which is like a group of people who a lot of them are families of victims of fatal uh, like accidents in New York involving a cyclist, like a car and a cyclist. So a lot of these people who like their loved one was killed by by not having bike lanes or yeah. being like, Whoopi, like please don't say please that. Please stop shit. saying yeah. this.
2: Yeah. And so Whoopi ended up posting an apology on Twitter, a four part apology. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but she said she was heartbroken and then she spoke about it again on the view, saying like I'm not anti bike. I just don't think the way they set up the bike lanes uh is working. Mm-hmm and that people should wear helmets.
1: (laughs) So we decided to get to the bottom of this to see if this is actually a big problem for the average New Yorker.
2: We went through our Rolodex of (laughs) contacts in New York City, and we landed upon...
1: the Yeah, I guess the... The overlap between people we know who live in New York and people who like The View (laughs) is pretty much, like, one person. Um, His name
2: is Matt Harkins. And
1: it's actually a perfect fit for this. Um, You might know Matt... As one of the co-founders of the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan 1994 Museum, mm-hmm. which I think we've talked about on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, because when Marie
2: I, once spoke on a Britney Spears <laughs> panel there.
1: For the Kim Cattrall exhibit. That's true. Um, and Matt also has a Joy Behar tattoo. Yeah. Which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. So we called Matt to get the New York City scoop.
2: <laughs> so here it is. Hey, you hear me? Hey, how
3: are you? Hi. First off, I'm so sorry for texting or messaging you at 2 a.m.
1: <laughs> I loved it, and I love that you. I loved that you um, ended it by saying, "I'm John McCain's daughter." Because yeah. then I saw your tweet <laughs> today, <laughs> apologizing for texting people, indicating you're John McCain's daughter.
3: Yeah, that was my mistake.
1: <laughs>
3: um, but it felt fun at the time.
1: It it still feels fun
3: okay good so
2: we wanted to contact a real new yorker to get to the oh, bottom yes. of this Whoopi bike lane controversy yes, so can you tell us once and for all is Whoopi being crazy or <laughs> is this really a problem
3: i think she th- she believes what she's saying for sure uh but i don't know that it's uh actually a thing i also googled and then she had said like that it's a big problem, like, you can't even get down 10th Avenue, but apparently there are no bike lanes on 10th Avenue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I heard that, too, that there's not actually a bike lane
3: there. But I think it's, like, you know, it's, like, a rich person thing, I think. That's what I
1: thought, too. It's, like, it seems to me, and, again, I don't live in New York, so I don't see day-to-day what it's like, but to me it seemed like it was hard her having one minor inconvenience in her life. And it was like taking up all of her energy.
3: Yeah, I think it was uh, it was she definitely felt passion in that moment that she had to communicate this. And then but then the audience was agreeing with her. They seemed to be saying.
1: Yeah, but then I was confused about that. Megan was like, we have an audience of New Yorkers who are disagreeing. But I was thinking, do you think that like day to day the audience of the view is mostly new yorkers or do you think it's like tourists
3: i think it's i mean i went once uh only once um but it was mostly tourists because there was like um i think there were like a few people who were locals i met somebody who goes to not only the view but like wendy williams and like all these shows that tape live and she was on like in the background of like most shows she goes for the gifts Oh my um, god. and then there was, but there was like the table I was at. that were because like, they make you sit. Or the day I went, I think it was. um Tim Kane was there, so they had like normally they let you use like a Starbucks, but they you weren't letting you. Everyone had to like stay in the, at this table. Okay. And I was next to a girl from high school, uh, who was just kept asking me if she was going to get free stuff. She her <laughs> dad take her there. <laughs> oh my god. I would be the same if I was there. Oh, absolutely. We didn't even get anything but We got foot cream. <laughs> that sounds good to me it was nice yeah it was
2: i think i still have it i'll send it <laughs> okay so are you a cyclist at all
3: um i am not a cyclist uh i should have probably mentioned that at some point but i mean i feel like i'm i think it's i'm in the city a lot it's i do, do not notice it that's for sure uh okay. but i don't drive i think it's like i mean i'm also imagining is whoopee driving herself to work every day
2: From New Jersey. Uh,
3: From New Jersey. She probably has a much different view. And then I saw it because she tweeted about it and tried to clear it up, but it it made it more confusing. She said she's just talking about the concrete, like, medians,
1: Yeah. Which she feels like she's, like, no pun intended, but, like, definitely backpedaling.
3: Yeah. Like, it's like she wants some sort of movable sidewalk. Yeah. uh, Are there even
2: concrete barriers? Is that true? Yeah, there's... What is the truth? There are. There's, like...
3: (laughs) It's, who can say there's like these like little um like concrete like things where it juts up um that like separates the bike lane and the yeah. cars because to me i feel like you can't have a lane unless it is separated in some way yeah
1: because it's like the whole point is for safety and yeah i think what's also funny is like whoopee is like to her this is an issue that is affecting everyone but for the average new yorker and you can say whether this is true or not it's like the having to walk around and like having to use the subway and public transit is like there are so many things worse when you're having to use public transit worse than like a 10 minute delay driving you know it's like yeah having to deal with the subway is probably worse than having to deal with like this small hiccup when she's driving
3: It honestly seemed like that's what she was going to bring up, like the subway. And then it was not that. It was this. She's just like, oh, okay." I mean, (laughs) I don't don't know. But like I said, I think, you know, if you're driving, maybe it's a totally different experience. Although I doubt that it is. I think traffic just sucks. Yeah. Well, that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's my like, (laughs) that's absolutely my expert opinion. Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I also think the audience, not to be too controversial. I think the audience is probably coached to applause oh, or to cheer.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Um in that moment. Uh, because I have heard that the the person who does the like audience warm-up stuff is very good friends with whooping.
1: Okay. Everything's so starting she, to make a little more sense now.
3: Yeah, it was um <laughs> it was like a brand activation for people who hate bike lanes. like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 okay. Well, um since we have you here, we also wanted to ask you about um, what your experience was like, how it felt to have Joy Behar talking about you and your tattoo on The View.
3: It was so cool. She couldn't have hated it more. Um,
2: <laughs> can you explain to people who, who don't know what it is? What it is? I
3: have, a, I have a tattoo on my shoulder of Joy Behar, and it says, live joyfully.
1: Because
3: uh-huh. um, I was with somebody once they were getting a tattoo and I was like, Oh, I want one and they said it should be something you love. And originally I was like <laughs> something. That I, sparks wanted... joy Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to just get the view logo, but I was like, That's stupid. <laughs> um so I just she's my favorite, uh, you know, ride or die. So
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I feel pretty comfortable having her tattooed on my body. I don't think she's gonna do anything I'm like, oh no. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um so yeah, and then she they they showed it to her on the show and yeah, she hated it. She thought it was really stupid. <laughs>
2: Did you know that they were going to do that or like how did that happen?
3: I think yeah, somebody called and I had just like broken up with my boyfriend and I was like uh hungover and I got a phone call that they wanted to use a photo from my Instagram of the tattoo from a producer. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure." <laughs> like uh I they didn't think it was going to be on the show and then they um yeah, they put it on and I freaked out, but I uh it was one of the craziest things I've ever experienced.
1: Yeah. I feel like when I was watching it, I didn't my takeaway wasn't necessarily that she hated it. Mine was it was like it was too much of like a a compliment to her that she like couldn't even comprehend it. It was like she was so humbled by it that she didn't know how to react, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. It like, it's like she she's... didn't want to like act um like she didn't want to reveal how uh pleased and like how how much it like warmed her heart. <laughs>
3: It's like when people, like, uh, like she gets uncomfortable by people actively, like, standing for her. Exactly. Which is, like, uh, you know, so endearing. But also just, like, let me, like, let you know how much of a treasure you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my
3: God. And I wish she still, um, there was, uh, I think it was her show. Yeah, she had that show where it was filmed in her apartment. Did oh, you ever watch uh, it?
2: Late Night Joy or something?
3: Yeah, it was I great. I wish I was see it, still it was fun. There was one episode where it was her, Wendy Williams, and Susie Essin from Curb Your Enthusiasm.
1: Oh my god.
3: I mean, I would kill to be in that room.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah
2: I would love to get a tattoo of just those three <laughs> sitting on a couch together.
3: Do it. I want to get another tattoo. Maybe, maybe I'll get that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but I recommend anyone thinking about getting a tattoo of a person from The View, immediately do it, because it has paid for itself in conversation starters. Right. <laughs>
2: So if you're looking for a way to get on the view, that's one way.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's one way. That's I did it. That was my plan the whole time. Uh and then I went to I, I like I said I've to one taping and I was like, that would be cool. I, I don't want to scare this person.
1: Yeah, you like raise your hand <laughs> during a <the> commercial break. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: okay. Well, um before we let you go, um, do you want to tell us what's coming up next at the museum?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We are throwing ourselves a retrospective. So if you're in New York or the New York area, uh, February uh, 16th and 17th, um, you can check THNK 1994 Instagram for more details, but it's all of the exhibits that we've done in the past. Amazing. Because they're throwing like, uh, the Whitney has like an Andy Warhol retrospective. It's mm. like, you know, come up with something else, please. There's like always something like that going on. And so we were like, nobody's ever gonna do that for us. So let's just do it.
1: Do it ourselves.
3: We have like original pieces of, of Tiffy Pollard art. We'll have her actual uh, Fashion Nova bodysuit that she wore when she showed up to the exhibit that we threw for her. That oh will be God. on display, uh, very Smithsonian. And then also this exhibit we did about Kim Cattrall called Yama Kiffy mm-hmm. uh, It was a celebration of her and this video of her doing spoken word poetry. Um, so, we will have pieces from that. We had an original, we created like uh, an EDM song based on that YouTube video. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then also a giant painting of Cher from a show we did about Isaac Mizrahi. It'll make sense when you're there. It probably doesn't sound like it makes sense. Now, but <laughs> no, it it's very sounds
2: fun. amazing. It makes all the sense yeah. in the world to me. <laughs> thank
3: you so much for having me
2: oh well thanks for calling into our show we're both hoping to um, come to New York soon and hopefully check out the museum
3: yeah you better I've never met you in person i met uh, Marie though
1: no. yes I'll always remember us this way
3: <laughs> I will too that fabulous <laughs> night talking about Britney Spears that was yes. so important
1: yeah
2: and if you are in New York and heading to the museum make sure you take your bicycle because the traffic is
3: just <laughs> awful <laughs> Oh yeah! If you have a heart attack or on one part of town, you can't get to the other. <laughs> okay,
1: thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: What a joy to have
1: him. <laughs> he, he sparks joy. <laughs>
2: yeah. So there you have it. Um, we still don't know if the bike lanes are an issue <laughs> well, or no. not. No,
1: you know what? I feel like I like I can close that book because I feel like. That was put to rest. It seems like it's really a problem for like that's affecting Whoopi personally. And people <laughs> and aren't, Andy Cohen. Yeah. and Andy Cohen. And most people are like, yeah, there's the, the traffic might be a little bit slower, but it's like for the benefit of more people. Mm hmm. I'll sleep soundly tonight, not only because <laughs> you're gonna I'm so eat. dehydrated, <laughs> <Yeah>. but...
2: <laughs> and you're going to eat a block of cheese as soon as we <laughs> finish recording.
1: But also because now I know that it's not really that big of a problem. Shall we do some hot topics?
2: I would like to do, yeah, something fun. I would fun. like to see it. I'd like to have... I'd, I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, most of the hot topics um, in the past couple of weeks centered around, like, the Roger Stone indictment mm-hmm. um, Megan called him I believe she called him a Fucking Bastard from hell <laughs> yeah. Something like that which is great um, They talked about Megan's cactus A lot mm. okay work um, And they mm-hmm. talked about the MAGA hat wearing boys um, yeah. And the Nathan Phillips which, thing it's
1: just, I simply cannot today. <laughs> I can't do it's, it Especially not today
2: Yeah, So Here's what we would like to talk about.
1: (laughs) Here's what sparks joy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Sarah Paulson was on Ellen recently and she was talking about yet again how she met her girlfriend Holland Taylor Mm -hmm. because Holland slid into her DMs.
1: This story enters the news cycle every every 6 months since they met in 2015. Yeah. It re-enters the news cycle and people send it to me and I have to act because I don't want to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I have to act like I haven't heard it before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's true.
1: Um but and I, we have absolutely talked about it before on this podcast, really? but you know what? I'm so happy to <laughs> talk about it again. <laughs>
2: I th- so the joy like poses the question have you ever slid into someone's dms which I think they're <laughs> I think what's being missed here is the reason why the Holland Taylor story is so funny uh-huh. is because the age difference between yeah. Sarah Paulson and Holland is vast
1: and for Holland to have been the one the slider. Who, like asks her assistant first of all how do I how do do i I use twitter like there clearly was a preamble yeah like how do i use twitter how do i follow sarah paulson how do i send her a message
2: yeah like she's so beautiful i need to dm her and it's Mm -hmm. that's why it's funny is because the old lady it's (laughs) like you don't
1: expect holland taylor to have been the one yeah to send it But she did.
2: But anyways, Joy asked the question: Have you ever slid into someone's DMs, Marie? Have you ever slid into (laughs) someone's DMs?
1: Like absolutely not successfully. (laughs) But that's my and that's my answer. Not because I have something in mind, but because like I don't think I I can't remember if I ever have, and I would have remembered if the person responded. You know what I mean?
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely have. uh, Has it worked? Like I've, mm, I can't say I've like <laughs> romantically. Um, okay. But yeah, if I was sliding into your DMs, I was probably like flirting with you. Right. Um, but I don't think I've ever like married anyone from no, sliding into their DMs. I don't think I've married.
1: I think I would remember that. I'm opening up my um DMs. My DMs right now to see. Oh, one time I slid. In... <laughs> one time, I was a victim of fraud. God. <laughs> Because I got, I signed up for a scene credit card only to be able to get the 2,000 points that you get when you sign up. Oh my God. Someone who works for scene or Scotiabank assigned their scene card number to my credit card. So they were pocketing thousands of scene points. I was seeing nothing. (laughs) I remember when this happened. I contacted customer service Of both companies on the phone, they didn't do anything. I slid into the scene. This
2: sounds worse than Danny Pellegrino and uh, (laughs) And fighting with Bethany Frankel over not receiving his candle. After
1: four months of nothing, I slid into the scene card DMs. Their social manager deserves a raise, assuming they're even getting paid at all. Because within days, like within 48 hours, they had fixed my problem. So that is
2: now that person is is
1: my wife. (laughs) 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 But that is one case where I slid into someone's DMs and it really paid off for me. Yeah, my DMs is like, it's like a graveyard <laughs> of me being like, I'd like to speak to the manager. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> I slid into someone's DMs last night at 4.30 a.m. because I saw that they had stolen a tweet oh. from <laughs> the Deja The View Twitter. And I slid into their DMs. I was so offended that they, because they were trying to pass it off like it was their tweet. Um, and I DM'd them and said, <laughs> First, I said, hi, can you credit me? And then I said, like, five minutes later after getting more riled up, I said, that's not your joke or your video. And then I woke up at 9 a.m. this morning as though I had been, like, under you know when you're so deep asleep that you feel like you're underwater and when you wake up and take your first breath it's like yes (laughs) (laughs) I woke up like that and was like oh my god I can't believe I just said that to that person and then I blocked them (laughs) just hope that they didn't see it (laughs) um well On the View, I was really impressed with Abby for sharing this really embarrassing story.
0: I went back this morning and found the first message that I sent my husband in college. This is so embarrassing, and I was (laughs) so I sent the first message. I said, "Hey, I don't think we've ever met before, but I hope you have a great birthday." Creepy. Hopefully, we can meet in person at some point. Joy thinks it's because I was a virgin. I was just like so like aching for like what? (laughs) (laughs) What?
2: This is like a moment to celebrate Abby for Mm -hmm. sharing because like when she embarrasses herself and also just her being pregnant in general has like endeared me to her (laughs) because it makes her less like perfect.
1: It makes her more human (laughs) to know that she like creates human, creates human and might have like swollen feet. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) She needs to Jessica Simpson, (laughs) like start posting things like that. Um. So, We are gonna somehow force ourselves to do the view theater. <laughs> We're gonna muster everything we have in our dehydrated hangover bodies. I so
1: feel like the like the idea of reading a script right now, I feel like that Fantasia Burino gift. <laughs> Motherfucker, I like... can't
2: read all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but well, To be fair, I did ask you if you wanted to do the View Theater still today. (laughs) And you said, I would like to do a Barbara.
1: (laughs) I said, I'd like to flex those muscles.
2: (laughs) So... Do you remember Riel Hunter and um, John Edwards?
1: I really didn't. But then, when I was looking for good Barbara moments, I came across this video, which was the same one that you ended up sending me. And I honestly, I still don't really remember it. I don't think that when this story came out, I don't think it was like on my radar.
2: No, I do remember them talking about it on the view but i didn't really care or understand but uh basically john edwards was a a politician and he was campaigning to be president at one point and uh it it came out that he was actually having an affair at this time with a woman named Brielle hunter um and they ended up like he ended up leaving his wife and they had a child mm-hmm. um, and it was like a big scandal and it like ruined his political career. Um, and so of course, Barbara Walters was like all up in this story, like mm-hmm. getting the exclusive tea as she does. Um, and Riel wrote a book.
1: Riel, not to be confused with Brielle, the daughter <laughs> <Their> of
2: <laughs> Kim's <laughs> old daughter. daughter. Yeah. Um, she wrote a book where she made all of these like, statements about john edwards former wife and how and kind of she just said a lot of things that like were very like controversial to a lot of women because yeah she, she was like the villain in this and
1: and she wrote this book and didn't his wife or his ex-wife die oh yeah she died his ex-wife died and that's what i think people were like so scandalized by because was she was like talking she was shit saying, about yeah she was like talking shit about his ex-wife, being like, "Well, these are just things that he told me." And mm-hmm. people were like, "Maybe don't say that when the woman is like." Well, dead. Whoopi
2: literally says in the interview, she comes on the View and they grill her for forever. Like they yeah. are just they hate her and they are grilling her. And Whoopi literally says like, "You talked a bunch of shit about a dead lady." Yeah, <laughs> and um. It's like a really good interview. You should watch it. So we want to act out a moment that really stuck out for me um, where Barbara decides to confront Riel about some statements that she made in her book about Barbara.
1: It's (laughs) like, I cannot imagine this. And I, if I was Riel and I was going on this show, that would be like, it, the on like the forefront of my mind. I be like she's going to call me out for this. And that's the only reason why I'm here. I know.
2: Okay. So I'm going to play Riel and Marie will be playing Bawa.
1: <laughs> Little Bawa.
2: <laughs> Action. It's real love because I love him and I still love him. And we have a wonderful, wonderful child because of it.
1: Uh, I have to. We're going to ask you to come back, but I have my own little bone to pick with you, (laughs) having read the book, okay? (laughs) Wait, I lost my Barbara. No, I like it. I have my own little bone to pick with you, (laughs) having read the book, okay? (laughs) I'm doing her like as if she's like in the mafia. (laughs) You've got this. Because you and I have met before. We have. Today is not our first day, so I...
2: And we have mutual friends.
1: And we have some mutual friends. Okay, um, in your book, you say that I wanted to do an interview with you, which of course was true. I even had you come to my apartment, which I never do. But you wanted to keep the baby a secret. So, you know, okay. And then you say that when you decided to do the interview with Oprah which you told me was for spiritual reasons, that I screamed at you and I bullied you. In 30 years of doing interviews, I've never screamed at anyone. I make people cry, but I don't scream. And I didn't. I have no idea what you mean by, by bullying. So that's my objection. We'll give you a, you want to answer that?
2: I do Okay Because I remember that differently And it was before you were about to go away on vacation And you were You didn't want to lose my interview before you went away on vacation And I had done these ridiculous things in GQ These pictures that you were very upset about
1: I don't remember pictures <laughs> What I'm saying is I have done thousands of interviews I've lost many I've never screamed, and I don't know how I could have bullied you.
2: This is not the first time, nor will it be the last time, where two people remember an event differently.
1: That's true. That's what I wanted to point out. My memory of it was that you called me, and you said you felt much more spiritual with Oprah. Oprah does wonderful interviews, and I understand. Okay, so we'll be right back. So we'll be right back with more Riel, okay? I got my say. (laughs) I imagine Barbara Walters screaming at you. (laughs) I am breathless right now. (laughs) I've never felt more winded in my life.
2: We did it. We made it to the end.
1: (laughs) If you accidentally delete this episode, <laughs> I will call you and scream at you like Barbara. Screamed at Riel.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, and thank you, Matt, for calling into the mm-hmm. show. We do have some news Um I'm actually going to be going away
1: on vacation like Barbara you're trying to get this interview done before you went away on vacation. I wouldn't say it's a vacation, but
2: <laughs> I am leaving uh, Marie for a little while to go um, to Nova Scotia to do some family stuff for a little while. Take
1: care of some bidness, yeah. as it were.
2: I have some business I got to look after, <laughs> um, but like my one of my New Year's resolutions... <laughs> Has been to stop ghosting this podcast um, whenever life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came up with a fun idea for while I'm away.
1: Kevin came up with a fun idea. <laughs>
2: it's fun for me because I'm, I'm, I I want to see this happen. <laughs> um, but we're going to have someone guest hosting. Mm-hmm. Our social media intern Sean Ross is going to be sitting in for me and hosting the podcast with Marie Mm. for a couple of episodes until I make my grand return. (laughs) I'm really excited about it But I just wanted to let everyone know This is
1: gonna be like when um, Wendy Williams had Jerry O'Connell Co-host No, it's gonna be like
2: when Wendy Williams uh, Went away on holiday hiatus And then still to this day has not returned I was about
1: to say, I was gonna say You know what's a little weird Is that Wendy had to take an extended leave for medical reasons. You're having to take a leave. I'm going to be hosting the Wendy Williams show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's very exciting. I hope you guys are excited to get rid of me for a couple episodes. And I think it's actually going to be really fun and I'm excited. Um, So thank you everyone for listening. If you have a moment, I'd love it if you would rate and review us on Apple and uh make sure you're following us on twitter and always keep in mind there is a retweet button you don't need to (laughs) steal our tweets (laughs) um so have a great day everyone and take a little time to enjoy
1: tiny house canada (laughs) (laughs) hit it abby